Hi, welcome to another episode of Tell Me How You're Mighty, a podcast about infidelity survival stories. We share tales not about winning back or reconciling with cheaters, but how resilient people who were once betrayed move forward and reinvent their lives for the better. I'm Tracy Shorn, otherwise known as Chump Lady, and I'm here with my delightful co-host, Sarah Goral. And today's topic is getting the hell out of Dodge. When the new life means pulling up stakes for a new hometown, a new career, and a new identity. And our guest is Nancy, who left us this message. Hi, Tracy and Sarah. My name is Nancy, and I have an example that might help other people. I was chumped after 26 years of marriage, and what I ended up doing is I put all my stuff in storage and I drove down south and from the north and became a house mother at a boarding high school. And uh, it was a full-time job. I didn't have to worry about anything about myself. And it helped me uh, regain my footing. So that might be something that could help other people. And I would love to talk more about it. Thank you. Welcome, Nancy. Hi. Tell us how you're mighty. I am very mighty. <laughs> I wanted to back it up a little bit to learn to tell you how I learned about chump lady because I am oh. actually a chump kid <laughs> and I got in a huge fight with my dad one day and I was researching narcissism and your site came up so I had been reading your blog for a really long time and I ended up being chumped and my story is I really didn't understand that I was being chumped. I thought it was an amicable divorce. Wow. And I found out eight months after I was divorced up on Facebook was a picture of him with somebody that we had gone out to dinner with as a couple. I thought oh, it was a friend. No. Who, who? Yes. So she was part of a couple? She said she was with somebody, but apparently hmm. um, she met me. And I had no <laughs> idea. He was with someone. <laughs> You, he happened to be at the table too. <laughs> well, I mean, I but, shouldn't laugh, right? Because I just, I, I know, I, but it's the story. It's my story. It's my story. And the next, they posted it on Facebook. You know, it was a totally post picture going out to dinner. It was the best day of her life. And it was the best day of her life because they just got engaged. So I was living in the same town. I had been divorced. Um, he was a medical professional. I had alimony and a friend of mine, you know, I had sunk into a depression. I had done the dis devalue, which really did a number on me. I was really depressed. I had gained weight. I was drinking too much. And a friend of mine called me a really good friend and said, there's a job opportunity here. She was a house mother at an agriculture boarding school in South Carolina. Wow. This is a very different life extremely different and I thought I was going to be open to whatever presented itself and I said you know what nobody's offered me anything else I was in a position I wasn't doing any caretaking my parents were elderly but they're getting along by themselves and my children were um, 23 and 25 and had apartments and jobs and I said you know what I'm taking my show on the road <laughs> well done <laughs> yeah, I find what I find incredible, though, is that quite often when your whole life has been exploded like this, everything that's familiar, you know, your marriage, uh, the person that you trusted has suddenly disappeared into the ether and shown themselves to be someone completely different to who you thought they were. 
sometimes the temptation is to cling on to those little bits of familiarity that we have in our lives. So the neighborhood, the friends, the things we've known. I'm kind of inspired by the fact that you were prepared just to completely go off in search of an entirely new world, new life. Was there an element of that that was slightly scary? Um, well, a lot of it's scary, but it was also, I, I got, what I did for myself is I moved away from all the things that triggered me from what I now, now call my old life. It's my old life. Like I had an old life. Everyone's had a hundred old lives. It's my old life. And I realized in my marriage, like I was really adventurous and ambitious and he wasn't. And it drove me crazy, crazy. And that's what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to travel. I wanted to go to new places. I wanted to see the highbrow, the lowbrow, and he wouldn't. And it's like, oh my God, this is just the opportunity for me. And another thing that my friend um, helped me with is um, the financial part of it. I had free room and board. Yeah. I mean, wow. that was really nice. Like I didn't even have to cook for myself. Like I didn't have really hardly any responsibilities. So it was exciting. And I didn't really realize how ambitious I was. I mean, adventurous I was until I was free to do whatever I wanted. So what happened was I didn't have any filters on my life anymore. And my children, and you asked me about my children, it, it's like they're 23 and 25. And I talked to them and I said, you know, this is the time for you to invest in your life. You build the friendships that are going to help you when you're in your 40s and 50s and have all the memories and have all the fun. Like, don't worry about me. What a gift. Right. And also in my mom's situation, I found myself in a caretaking role, like soothing her. And I didn't want my kids to do that for me. I didn't want them to worry about me. And I wanted to set an example. And it's like, you got one go. Let's make it a good one. So you're saying when you were a chump kid, you had to sort of bolster your mom and help her get through it. And you didn't want to, you she didn't want to do that. Okay, so the thing. She stayed. That's a whole other episode oh, that I think okay. you should address. Well, and, and to, you know, to keep you updated, they're on their 63rd year of a terrible marriage. Oh, man. <laughs> so she was encouraging to me. Okay. She's very, she's like, Nancy, get out. You're lucky you can still rebuild. You're still young. She's like, get out. And it was, it was so fun. I mean, it was scary though, but... Mm -hmm. What's the opposite? Just sit and circle the drain and get depressed. And yeah, I said, you know what? And this is where I am courageous and I, I am a risk taker and I just wanted to go for it. And I could. So I did. I think we're, we're, we're fed a narrative, though, aren't we? I mean, I remember one of the things that kept me going back and back and back and trying desperately to, to get my husband back was reading that you know reading lots of articles which would say or oh, if you're a woman over 40 or oh, you won't find another man and you can't start again and it's going to be terrible and your children are going to be distraught and damaged forever and there is so much out there that tries to stop us from just turning our back on on what's gone on and starting again one thing that i said to myself over and over is like what if i was a widow i would have to do it i'm just divorced so why not yeah, I, I'm kind of curious. What was the road trip like? I mean, you kind of, it sounds like you went 
cross country or, you know. What I did, okay, so another thing is my friend called me and she's like, Nancy, this is a great, she's a great friend, great opportunity for you. And she's like, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to wake up and have candy for breakfast. And she's <laughs> like, why don't you start blogging? So I did an Instagram, the road trip. It was super stressful in a way. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say everything went well. I had movers come and they put everything in storage and they're like, you just need a large. And then we get to storage and eight pieces of furniture won't fit in. And I had to go from large to jumbo, which means <laughs> like, I don't even know. But I made I had a list of places I wanted to see on the way down. Like I like vintage things. There's like a whole antiques place in Pennsylvania. I went to a concert I wanted to see in Asheville. It just was on the way. Uh, it was just, I did what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. I had candy for breakfast. <laughs> what was the candy? The candy is Trader Joe's um, chocolate covered caramel. Okay. But I also like, um, you know, down south of candy kind of melts. So you have to go for the non-melty. <laughs> right? right? Yeah, you, you were down in Texas, right? Yeah. Um, surface of hell yes it's very hot yes it's so hot it's so hot so the plan was i went down there and i was a house mom and i had my friends like nancy you have good mom energy because i do and uh so i went down there and i could travel every weekend and that's what i wanted to do so every weekend i left and i went to all kinds of places and it was like a different launching pad like i had been to everywhere in new england that i wanted to go because i lived there for a long time so it was fun. I went to um, Asheville. I went to Myrtle Beach. I went to Florida. I went to New Orleans. I went to Chattanooga. I went to Greenville. I went to, you know, the next town over. Wow. It was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Did you ever say y'all? Did you live there long enough that it, it turned you to not being a New Englander anymore? Well, my friend who's from the town. <laughs> okay, yeah, this is, this is just like, what had happened was <laughs> in, in the most sudden thing says all y'all. So all y'all, but what really happened was I, sometimes I couldn't understand them. And my friend had to interpret it for me. Like the kids would talk. It, it, was, it was like, what are they saying? Like, I wouldn't even know. And the inverse happened was um, they got upset with me because they, because I'm a new Englander. They thought I was really abrupt. And they're oh. like, you're just really abrupt. And one of the girls in my house said, well, you just get right to it. <laughs> like, uh, yep. <laughs> so, so, so you had uh, some cultural differences. So it was definitely cult But I had lived there before, and that's how I met this friend. And I kind of expected it. But it was also kind of the fun. And, and one of the things about leaving or just going on a new adventure is people only knew about me what I told them. Mm -hmm. So they didn't know what my old life was like. And that's very freeing. I wasn't held to any way that I used to be or what people thought of me. It, and I could present myself in a truly authentic self. And that was really freeing. That's amazing. What, what's intriguing as well is that divorce is sometimes presented uh, as loss. The breakup of a marriage is a huge loss in your life. Listening to you, Nancy, it sounds like you were actually lost in your marriage and you rediscovered yourself. You were able to be the person that you maybe hadn't been able to be during your marriage, all those things. And we, a lot of us do it. So we, we suppress who we really are in order to stay with someone and we make huge compromises and suddenly you can be who you want to be. Get on, enjoy life. And as you say, eat chocolate for breakfast. Ooh, um, <laughs> exactly. So divorce is, it's a freedom for some people. And I was living with somebody who I could not get along with. 
I mean, and I didn't know that he had this big secret and it was by design. And one thing, you know, we argued about a lot. I tried really hard to get along with him. I get along with a lot of people. I'm not really controversial. And um, I used a lot of energy trying to get along with him. And just to give you a summary of what it was like, I said, you know, you don't agree with anything I say. And he said, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Checkmate. So multiply that times the last five years. And to just meet people and say, hey, I want to have some candy or what are you doing? It was it, it was a freedom. I mean, the devaluing in the, you know, they they do it to so they justify what they're doing. And it was a huge personal cost to me because I didn't understand. And you didn't have a D-Day until after your divorce. Right. So even though you were reading my blog that like bells weren't ringing, you weren't thinking, I wonder if he's being a jerk because he's cheating on me or you know, who wouldn't say this, but you would never think he was the type. And we went to marriage counseling and, um, no, but yeah, here I am, you know, but looking back and other things that you've talked about is like, okay, so what, what are indicator signals that can help you moving forward is like, do they have close friendships? Do they value other family members? I mean, looking back, you can say, oh, I'm going to look, I'm going to fix my picker. And what are some signs I can look for in people my age moving forward? Uh, But you're right, um, Sarah, there is a huge freedom to it. The freedom to be myself. I mean, I was, is that the pick me dance? But I didn't know I was doing it. I was trying to get along with somebody didn't want to get along and it made me really depressed and he didn't care but you you seem to what a lot of people i think when you've been in a marriage for a long time sometimes people struggle to rediscover who they who they really are i mean i know i did to, to a degree i had spent so much time sort of compromising and doing things that my husband wanted to do and not going out with friends that he didn't want to meet want me to see and mm-hmm. sort of suppressing my social life that it it then becomes really hard to 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 reestablish that yeah well my mom raised us to be independent like I met him when I was 26 like I had my own life and with my own daughters I said I want you to be independent and when I ended up getting divorced I said I'm not afraid because I was independent before you know, I spent a whole paycheck on tires. I mean, that's the sign of adulthood, right? Like I didn't navigate it all myself. So I had done it before. And, but it's, it's just natural to try to get along with somebody and, um, you know, moving forward, you know, people that want you to get rid of friends or they're complaining all the time. So moving forward, what do I want in my life? I want to be with somebody that's happy hearted. Yeah, or if they're grumpy or they're having a bad day, that they know how to self-soothe and fix themselves and they don't have to lash out or, you know, say it's all about Nancy. She did something to, you know, you're not responsible for their mood, you know? I, I think a lot of women do a lot of emotional labor they don't need to do, right? Because we, either it's projected on us that we are the sum of all problems or we just soak it up because... We're the chaos janitors. We have to clean it all up and make it pretty. And, you know, um, and it is, it's, it's freeing to not have that burden any longer. Very, very freeing. Yeah. Sarah, did you have any temptation to pull up stakes? 
I think because my children were younger and they were immersed in the school and the environment, um, and also because my job was, fortunately, I never gave up my job and I had a lot of independence myself. But I did find myself, I suppose I'd call it clinging onto, onto the security of the environment I knew. But actually, I suppose, not dissimilar to Nancy, I found things that I had let go a lot of friendships, people that I'd been friends with that I hadn't seen for ages because he'd have he'd have a big flouncy sulk when they came round and he oh. didn't like some of these friends. And and you know, I I just I just I I think I think leaving I, I'm I mean all of you though now because I'm in the process of moving house and I'm almost terrified at the moment <laughs> now to you leave are. the community that I've I've built up around myself. And a lot of me thinks oh, I'd love to travel, I'd love to go and start anew. But there's a comfort in having your, your friends around you. Well, one thing that you can do, and I was at a boarding school and the kids could do it too, is like you can FaceTime anyone anytime you want. It's, you know, it, I mean, things have changed, you know, in the last 10 years. It's so easy now. But the other thing I really liked about just picking up and moving is two things is um, it just changed all the relationships. Like I wasn't seen, like I wasn't always around. You couldn't just depend on me. And another thing that happened that was kind of funny is um, I had to put down a work reference and I had worked for him for like 20 years and I'm oh. like, I'm putting him down. And he had no idea. <laughs> and one thing, one trouble in our marriage is like, he never gave me words of affirmation. Like he never said I was doing a good job or anything. And then um, the school called him and said, well, what kind of worker was she? And he's like, what? she doing oh my god she's moving where and um and they're like well stick to the subject sir it's like was she a good worker oh yeah she was excellent and like there were my words of affirmation <laughs> I, I had a was, was there any temptation to to, to to when you were on this adventure to to flick through facebook and see what he was he was up to or see you know were you interested in what he was up to was there still that you know, need to know whether his new relationship was going well or not so new relationship, as it turns out. Was was there any temptation to do that? Or did you just manage to put him completely out of your mind and, and, and forget he ever existed? Well, one thing I did is I'm on Instagram as candy for breakfast. And I decided to focus on myself and let him figure out what I'm doing, you know, and this new woman, like she can stalk me. I went everywhere. <laughs> I took pictures of myself. I had so much fun. I was, you know, I, I, you know, recently with my daughters, I was invited to a wedding in London and we flew over together. Like I have fun friends. Yeah. You know, yeah. And my joke, our joke was like, eat my sparkle dust. Like you worry about what I'm doing next. <laughs> I love, I went, I was thinking when you were giving the reference and he's so shocked and indignant that you are, looking for a job, I guess that doesn't orbit around him, <laughs> that I did have an evil thought that you could have posted your status on Facebook, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, instead of lifting his reference, it could just be Nancy has a new job. I mean, it's the way you found out, it's the way he could find out, but your way was better. I it's, I'm glad he gave you a good reference. <laughs> you, you know, you were a good wife appliance and a good office appliance, and you had appliance all around. <laughs> He had to say it, but you know what I was in um, everything I did, I did it happily. Like that's my nature. And, you know, I learned the skills and I took those skills with me. That's how I have to think about it. 
and I'm not ashamed of anything I did. I don't have to hide. What's next? What? So, so you did this job for a year. Did you, did you like the job? You decide you want new horizons? What, um, what's next? Well, I did miss my family and friends, my parents and my kids and, you know, especially my kids. And, you know, I had a huge life here. I mean, I have a lot of friends. I had a million things. I like to do a lot of stuff. I really do. It was wonderful in the sense that I um, had time to think about myself. I didn't have the pull of, you know, my old, what I was like before. I could take time for myself. You know, I was really unavailable. And uh, going forward, I want to work part-time. Uh, I like to work. Uh, the exact situation, you know, now I work for a year for somebody before I just work, you know, did stuff from home, you know, for the, for the, for the, his office or whatever. So working for somebody else was a challenge. So it made me think about it and how I like to work and what I want to do. So I have things in, in, and I have to work too, and I should, you know, you need health insurance and plan for your retirement and, and that kind of thing. And it, it gives you structure to your life, you know, social structure and also validation, so um, I just moved back. I mean, super recently, I just found a place to live. I mean, that was kind of stressful. Um, my kids are super happy that I'm back. Uh, one thing I did before I left with my kids is we made plans to get together. I had a week vacation and we I got an Airbnb in Asheville and we went to Asheville for a week. So oh, that's, sort of, that's sort of set a new way that we relate. It was just a neutral mm -hmm. ground. It wasn't like we're sitting in some house and we're upset. So have you made new traditions? It sounds like you yes, have yes, in new locations. So the whole moving and taking the show on the road and getting out of Dodge was like I didn't have the old triggers, and that was really helped me. You're so filled with with like the joy of life and 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 what you've got now and the relationship with your kids and your friends. What was what was like? What would life be like if if he was still in it then? Because I I don't know about you, and probably Tracy does this as well. Every so often, I have a dream where I am still married, and it is a nightmare actually. And you wake up and you think, "Thank goodness." And I know a lot of people who've just expect you know just found out about infidelity. You think life will be appalling, and you'll never manage. But I think for most of us, when we come out the other side, we realise that life is is so much better. Did did you have that realization almost immediately, Nancy? Um, well, I really struggled to get along with him and it was really confusing to me because I'm pretty easy to get along with, you know, I'm, I mean, I just, you know, I'm just like, whatever, you know, I'm on the serendipity plan. That's my joke. I'm on the serendipity plan and so far so good. I couldn't understand that. And also, um, I had a brother that died when he was 30. He dropped dead. He had a brain aneurysm. It was devastating. And I decided, I'm just going to enjoy my life, like instead of being sad. And it's like, we had a wonderful life. I mean, absolutely wonderful. And I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy it. And my dad was a stinker because he, um, you know, he was leaving a double life. And I'm like, I'm not living with a stinker. And he just turned into a stinker because people that lead double lives are stinkers. And I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. So it kind of was a relief. Um, and he was mean to me until I decided I couldn't take it anymore. And then he was free to do what he wanted. And you know what? That's how he rolls. I'm more like, let's talk about it. You know, we went to counseling. But I want to enjoy my life. There's a lot of good in life. Um, my integrity has given me strength every day. I told my kids, I go, I don't have to worry. I didn't do anything. I can call, I, I can put down anybody as a reference. 
Yeah, you don't have any secrets. You're not you're not living the double life. Another thing is like when you know the truth, you can make a good decision. And sometimes the truth is hard, but some people don't want you to know the truth because they don't want you to make a good decision. I think that whole thing about being, and I don't know if it was this way for you, Sarah, but this whole thing of being shitty to somebody, I mean, generally cheaters want cake. They, they want maximum attention from everybody as long as they can get it. Um, but, you know, and sometimes they leave or go off to shinier pastures, whatever it is. But it's that failure to appreciate it. I mean, you have this appreciation for life and it, they get the double life, they get the double portions, they get all of it. And it's still, they're still not satisfied with it. They can just be, have all these gifts and, and they're miserable. And I really don't think that changes. And, you know, I, I joke, they don't get character transplants, that, that authentic change is really painful. It's really hard. And for people who are chumped, I mean, these, these kind of changes are inflicted on us. We, we have to, we have to, you know, sink or swim. And I think for them, they just, they don't have, they don't do the work. And I don't think they're happier for it. I mean, not that we should compare ourselves to fuckwits, but I, I think it's inevitable that, that people do. It's a big power move. You know, when someone cheats on you, you think, oh my God, what did, what did that other person have that I don't have? Um, they have a jerk. They have a stinker. That's what I they think. Have. I, I think a lot of us, though. But before we get to this point where we find out about the cheating, I mean, I, I, I came across a photograph from from 10 years ago when this was all happening. And I looked awful. I thought I looked amazing because I'd lost so much weight and I was so thin and I looked so miserable and so drawn and so unhappy. And it was all during that time where he was going out for long as he was being absolutely horrible to me, really unpleasant. It was a horrible environment to live in. And during this time, I was getting regular emails. You know, when you go online and you, and you Google how to save your marriage. And I was getting these emails about how to keep him happy. So I was dancing around like an idiot. Oh, and I was allowing him to do whatever. It, I wasn't questioning anything. I was, I was cooking his favorite meals. I was doing absolutely everything to please him. None of it worked. And I was just descending into this complete misery exactly. and, and depression and, right. and and we're told to do that we're not told to do what you do nancy we're not told right get up it's your life appreciate it we're told to we are literally told to do what you you are you tell everyone we shouldn't do tracy the pick me dance we're encouraged down that route i, I think they devalue you I was, I, I was trying to make this point earlier and it skipped me but i think they devalue you and they act shitty because they want passively they want you to be yes. the big yes. bad person yes. the yes. big baddie and divorce them yes. and get all the flack for that and be the quitter and the person who couldn't hack it and um you know and so many people just break under that pressure or they they turn inward they blame themselves or paralyzed by it or they do the pick me dance you know god damn it i'm gonna win right. this thing <laughs> you know maybe sarah maybe this is what you were doing you know i'm gonna i'm gonna lose the baby weight i'm gonna be fabulous and you're gonna love me I mean, it's all it, still it's all kind of orbiting around the narcissist. It's all doing what they, they want to do. I, I, so I love the no, I'm fine without you. My sparkle you. dust. I will, you I know, will. you figure out where I am. Yeah, you find you find me. I'm gone. I am not. You didn't. You were what you thought. I'm not what you thought I was. You thought I was sad and pathetic yeah. and, you know, and you found somebody shining. No, that's not the real me. That's the me when I was with you. Now that I'm free, woo! It's fun. <laughs> I love I it. I love like, it. <laughs> Nancy, you and your jokes. Like, 
<laughs> he didn't like my joke. <laughs> Noel, you know, you should enjoy your life. And, and it just goes, I think, to be happy is a choice. I mean, you can say to yourself, I want to be happy with what I have. And if somebody's not happy, you know, you can't fix that. You just, you can't. And, and those people are stinkers. And Yeah. I mean, I'm not, not to make light of it. I'm sure we all know how traumatic it is to make these discoveries. And if anyone's listening to this and does not feel right. happy, it's okay. It's totally right. normal not to. You're going to, it's going to suck for quite yeah. a while. And, you know, and a lot of people, I mean, a lot of, especially women, you know, anyone could be chumped, but a lot of people are not blessed with, um, job skills or right. alimony or um, great career. I, I really worry about vulnerable people and how they do it. But I love that your friend reached out to you and everybody can make a friend and everyone can network. And, you know, you were kind of saved by your friend. And it's a beautiful thing is building a community. It's kind of why I do the blog. She was, she was, chumped. She was chumped too. She got so it. She kind right. of knew. She did. And, you know, and even if you don't have a lot of resources, your mindset is mm -hmm. really valuable. And um, that's, that's your treasure. And it's your life. And I say, enjoy it. And I cannot um, argue with that. Yeah, absolutely. Eat, eat all the salted Trader Joe's caramels you want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna on that note, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap wrap it up. And um, thank you for listening to another episode of Tell Me How You're Mighty. And next week we're going to talk with Dr. George Simon, who's the author of In Sheep's Clothing. He's the master decoder of all things manipulation. And if you have any questions you want to ask or a mighty story like Nancy's you'd like to share with us, you can get in touch at chumplady.com forward slash mighty. And please remember to follow and review us if you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks. <laughs>